I'll be speaking to you tonight. Pastor has been uh, in a series on redefining normal. How many of you enjoying that series? He's found so many, so many different ways to to speak to us in this in this one series by itself. He's been speaking in our in, in, in the areas of redefining normal in our in our families and in our faith and in our worship and tonight we're going to redefine normal in our finances. Can you say amen? amen. So, uh, and he said with supernatural rather than natural resources. And now he's asked me to speak uh, to you in this area of finance. And let me say this about me. While I do have some special ability to speak in the area of finance, I, I would also say that those of you that have heard me speak before know that, that uh, I'm not defined or limited to just that area. Is that right? All right. I always seek revelation from the Holy Spirit, divine and supernatural insight, no matter what the subject matter is. I work with a source, a teacher, the Holy Spirit that can teach you all things. And no matter what it is, he can reveal to you the hidden things that that uh, you may have overlooked. Can you say amen? amen. So that, um, in fact, I won't even get up here unless I have uh, some revelation from the Lord. I'll, I'll, I'll just pass. Pastor asked me one. No, I'll just pass. I don't, I don't have anything that I believe the Lord has for these. I'll just pass on that. And, but I'm up here tonight. I said, I'm up here tonight. Which means I must have something I think of value that you can use. Can you say amen? amen. So I want to uh, share some financial increase principles that I believe I'll be sharing that I have experienced, I have tested, and I have found to be true. I'm reminded of a lady that went to hear a motivational speaker and after the message she said, your message turned my life around completely. I came here depressed and confused and, and uh, now I'm uh, depressed. I'm confused and depressed. <laughs> you turned my life completely around. Well, I hope I can do a little better than that tonight. They say that a good sermon should have a good beginning and a good ending. And those two should come together as soon as possible. <laughs> I do have some time constraints that I will be working with here tonight, so I'll hurry into the word of the Lord. Um, I'll be sharing a few principles regarding financial increase, and one of those principles I'm going to share tonight is the power of accumulation. You see, accumulation is the gradual gathering of something before you can effectively accumulate, you must stop your losses. If a bucket that you're carrying to plant seed for an expected harvest has a hole in it, then the hole in that bucket is marginalizing the effect on your ability to gather. There is therefore wasted potential that is falling to the ground. If you think about it, financial increase without accumulation is just a binge. It's just a treat because it did not have sustainability. It, it, it did not come to stay. So if it's not sustained, then it really was only a, a passing fad. The pathway to wealth must be accompanied by 
accumulation. It's the secret of the ages and it's the principle, the principle that is established in the earth and in God's word. Have you ever read in Proverbs 8 and 18 where the Bible says, With me are riches and honor, enduring wealth and prosperity. You see the accumulation? Can I tell you that our enemy knows very well this earthly farming principle and his strategy is to destroy the initial gains, but the accumulation, not to destroy the initial gains, but the accumulation of gains. He doesn't mind you having a temporary increase or a temporary windfall, but it's when you begin to leverage that opportunity to the next, that's when you've got his attention. Can you say amen? amen. Then he sends the devourer in to destroy the expected harvest and you suffer disappointment that leads to discouragement, that leads to depression. And if that is left undealt, it could lead to suicidal thoughts. Are you praying with me? I'll give you an example. You make a good stock trade and, and, um, and have a vision of leveraging and layering those gains to make a bigger trade. I've traded a lot and I've done that. You have a big trade and you think, oh, that was good. I'm going to do that again. And I'm going to take my proceeds and buy more. And you have plans of, of leveraging that opportunity. And that's when the enemy comes in and devours even the principle that you started off with. Are you praying with me? That's the strategy of the enemy that has gone mostly undetected. But I contend that we have missed the obscure strategy of the enemy for years because watch this while we expect him to hinder delay and destroy us in some way we don't expect him to allow us some temporary measure of increase because he will when we then get complacent with him and stop watching and praying boom we get hit and all of a sudden we have a reversal and a setback See, it's not the short-lived increase that worries him, but it's the accumulation of increase that he's after. That is until tonight. Are you going to pray with me? He has gone about it mostly undetected, but light has come. And we're going to break his strategy that has been keeping you at a certain level because we've not noticed his patterns. We've not seen how obscure he can be in attacking our finances because he's very subtle in the way that he approaches these things. You see, why are there so few Christian millionaires? There's no reason why everyone in this room should not be a millionaire when there are so many, many pathways to get there. So many ways. But it's not can you get there but it's can you overcome the devourer and stay there? You see, it's the accumulation. It's the ability to be sustained in what you, in what you achieve. And so, therefore, you say, my friends, well, my friends have no problem getting increased. They will encounter natural setbacks. But because you're kingdom-minded, you will encounter supernatural ones. They have natural setbacks, but the enemy is after you because you have a kingdom mindset and he sends supernatural setbacks to you. Are you going to pray? The enemy wants to stop the kingdom minded and we've been missing his primary means of attack, which is on the accumulation of wealth. I'm therefore going to use as a subject tonight, there's a hole in my bucket.
Dear Liza, the scripture reference I'm going to use to anchor this discussion is found in Malachi 3 and 11. And it says, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes and shall... And he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. Let's pray. Father, I pray now for the word of God. I pray that the word of God will come out of me the way it came in me with anointing and power. I pray that even as the rain descends from the heavens down into the earth and cannot return void, I pray that this word will also not return void, but it will do that which it has been sought out to do. And you will give relief to the oppression and you will break the hold of the enemy upon the saints of God and all that they have, they will give unto you and honor you that you may release unto them the accumulation that they desire. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Say amen, church. All right. I believe that we always should elevate the word of God. I, whenever I preach, I like to elevate the word of God because if you do, the word of God will elevate you. Is that right? Hebrews 4 and 12, it says, for the word of God is quick and powerful. And sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing of sun, of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. The Word of God knows what we need. Are you praying with me? Now listen, some of us, I've got to hurry. Some of us would have been millionaires long ago if we could have just avoided certain losses. There have been decisions we've made or perhaps have not made that that would have changed the trajectory of our financial outlook. So we sit here, as we sit here tonight, there are thoughts you reverence over saying, if I would have just not ran out of money to finish my education, if I could have just won that big bid, if I could have just got that promotion, if I could have just not lost that job, if I could have just not bought that stock, if I would have not had that medical expense, if I would have not lost my business, if I would have not lost my house, if I would have not had to file bankruptcy, oh, if I would have not lost my ability to accumulate. If these things would have not happened to me, I'd be in a much better place right now and I'd, I'd see more accumulation in my life, but I'd be much further down the road by now. It seems you are constantly having to reset, recover, reclaim, recuperate from what was lost and therefore your ability to accumulate has been mitigated by your ability to gather has been compromised. In other words, it's as though there was a hole in your bucket. And you're not accumulating as efficiently as you believe that you should. Can I tell you that you didn't lose those things. The devourer took it. Did you hear what I said? Didn't lose them by coincidence. The devourer took those things. He's been, he's been in your stuff. He's been, he's been there. His fingerprints are all over things. And it's important that I can tell you that you say, what's the difference when the net effect is the same? The difference is, will determine how you deal with the loss. If you believe I just lost it, life happens, you win some, you lose some, then you've been conditioned to think like the children's song character, Henry, that you'll see, there's just a hole in my bucket and there's nothing I can do about it. Which is exactly how we have allowed the enemy to go undetected and keep us from accumulation. And we haven't stopped him. 
However, if you believe the devourer took it, the approach in what you do about it is different. I know who put the hole there and it's in, in, in my bucket and it's, it's going to stop. Can you say amen? amen? The subtlety and deception of a hole in your bucket doesn't mean you're not making some progress because you are. That there are not some gains and rewards, but there's a lot of potential that got left behind or spilled potential left on the ground. I'm going to use a three-minute video to, of an old children's song called, There's a Hole in My Bucket. Dear Liza, I found out that a lot of young people have never heard this children's song. My daughter's 39. I never heard that, Dad. I don't know what that is. <laughs> really? Really? The young folk haven't heard this. So this song describes a deadlock situation with Liza is redefining normal by, by pushing Henry to persevere in to increase, but Henry's content to just accept living with losses as normal because Henry has a leaky bucket. And Liza tells him, don't accept that. Repair that, Henry. The spiritual allegory I saw when the Holy Spirit presented this illustration to me is not only is Liza a typical wife pushing on an excuse-making man to do better and Henry just keeps, but Liza is a type of Holy Spirit or helper called alongside to help. Henry represents an ordinary saint that over time has allowed one setback after another to believe he's not supposed to prosper. He continues to have reversals and setbacks and at some point it gets to his mindset and he just believes that this is normal for me. It's normal. He's been so conditioned to accept the fact that's normal, that something will always go wrong that will prevent him from prospering, that he no longer sees potential. He sees the problem before he sees the potential. But thank God for the larger spirit that continually redefines his normal by pointing to all the many resources all around him to break the underperforming cycle. At some point in the cartoon, though, I know Liza got tired of Henry because her eyelids started blinking fast. You see, man, when a woman starts blinking her eyelids fast, she's getting about tired of you. She's about to tell you something. When, when she starts doing like this right here, she's getting just about enough of you. And she's about to tell you something. You see, so, boy, if you don't get your mama's boy self out, take a look at the video. Let's take a look. There's a hole in my bucket, dear Liza, dear Liza. There's a hole in my bucket, dear Liza, a hole. Mended, dear Henry, dear Henry, dear Henry. Then mended, dear Henry, dear Henry, mended. With what shall I mend it, dear Liza, dear Liza? With what shall I mend it, dear Liza? With what? With straw, dear Henry, dear Henry. The straw is too long, dear Liza, too long. Cut it, dear Henry, dear Henry, dear Henry. 
shall I cut it, dear Eliza, dear Eliza? With what shall I cut it, dear Eliza? With what? Is too blunt, dear Liza, dear Liza. The axe is too blunt, dear Liza, too blunt. Don't sharpen it, dear Henry, dear Henry, dear Henry. Don't sharpen it, dear Henry, dear Henry. Sharpen it. With what shall I sharpen it, dear Liza, dear Liza? With what shall I sharpen it, dear Liza? With what? With a stone, dear Henry, dear Henry. Dear It's about to start blinking right here. But the stone is too dry, dear Liza, dear Liza. But the stone is too dry, dear Liza, too dry. Then what did dear Henry, dear Henry, dear Henry? She's blinking right now. What? With what shall I wet it, dear Liza, dear Liza? With what shall I wet it, dear Liza? With what? Shall I fetch it, dear Liza, dear Liza? With what shall I fetch it, dear Liza? With what? She's blinking for real right now. The boy, I'm so tired of you. You gonna get yourself? There's a hole in my bucket, dear Liza, dear Liza. There's a hole in my bucket, dear Liza. You see that now? Now, some of them women were about long ago said, "If you don't get your mama's boy self up out of here," and... <laughs> some of you know you would have took that that long. But if we're honest, there's a little Henry in all of us. We we know we have a hole in our bucket too. And can I tell you, what's leaking in this patched-up bucket is not water but seed. I've got a bucket here that I want you to see. The difference is. Is 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 water you can't pick up, but a dropped seed you can. Where's my visual? Water you can't, but it's seed that's broken. But you can pick up seed. You say, Pastor Burke, you don't understand the deficiencies in my life. You see, my family ran out of money, and I was not able to finish college and my education. I can't compete with others that have degrees. There's a hole in my bucket. Nobody wants to hire me because I have a felony blemish on my record, and and I can't get a good job because there's a hole in my bucket. I'm just trying to recover from a divorce, and it destroyed me financially. My credit score is 480. There's a hole in my bucket, Pastor Burge. You don't understand. If if I could just get married, I would get some help. Maybe not. <laughs> But my relationships keep failing while all my friends are happily married. Things that happen. But there's a hole in my bucket. I come from a family of poor people, and we have always been poor. And there's a hole in my bucket also. And I interview for good jobs, but some reason nobody wants to hire me. There's a hole in my bucket, Pastor Burgs. My business adventure was a complete failure, and I was wiped out. And I want to try again, but now I'm too old, and I've lost my confidence to try. There's a hole in my bucket. Everything I try fails, and so why should I even try again when there's a hole in my bucket, Liza? Don't you see the hole, Liza? 
But there's a lies of spirit in this house tonight. There's a resource solution to every problem. And it's not the evil in thy mouth and in thy heart. Can you say amen? The word says in Romans 10 and 8, the word is not the even the word of faith that we preach. It's right near you, just as near as every resource was. The word of faith is nigh you. Can you say amen? The Holy Spirit is here tonight to redefine your normal and uh, of living with the infirmity of loss. The lies of spirit is here to show you the solution right near you and it's in your mouth and in your heart. You see, it begins with confession. Open up your mouth and tell the Lord that the Lord is my source. Come on, say that with me. The Lord is my source. Let the devourer know you've been in his heart, your harvest for too long and I'm calling on my source to reprimand and evict you off of my property. The devourer has been in your stuff, undetected, unseen, and you've been unaware that it was really him. And you've accepted this as a discourse of life. You didn't see him do it, but he's been there doing it for years and getting away with it. Mm. His goal is not to keep you from some increase, but to keep you from the accumulation of increase. Sustainable wealth through accumulation is what he wants to keep from you. And until tonight... His strategy has been effective. I said until tonight. I'm pulling back the cover to show you what the devourer has done to keep you from accumulation all this time. He's been doing this to you. You haven't seen him. You say, well, what can I do about it? Let me work with you with your faith for a minute. There's another earthly principle I want you to see. These are earthly principles God has established in the earth. They've been there since the creation of the earth was formed. Genesis 8 and 22. As long as the earth remains, these will operate automatically. The rhythms of time. The four seasons. Everywhere but Texas. The ebbing and flow of the ocean, the weather, the temperature, the rain, and seed time and harvest. These are immutable. They don't change. They've been in the earth. They've been established here in the earth. Can I tell you that Satan has been here since the beginning of time and also heard every message on seed time and harvest. He's heard every major prophet since the days of Adam until now. He knows and understands earthly principles that have been established in the earth. He knows. He knows the principle of seed time and harvest. He knows how to stop you. He knows how to prevent you from accumulation. Can you say amen? One of those earthly principles is the power God has given to the seed. There is a very powerful dynamic God has given to the seed. Consider the vitality in the smallest grain of seed in the earth. It's a mustard seed. It's very small. On the tip of your finger, it can rest. Can you help me? There it is. I'm not talking about mustard greens either. A mustard seed yields a great tree which illustrates the nature of faith. How can something so great come from something so small? It's the power God has given to the seed. Something is powerful in the seed of God that God gives you that can take something that small and make something that great. Can you pray with me? 
Let me illustrate it to you this way. The explosive power of God is given to the smallest seed resting on the tip of the index finger. Matthew 17 and 18 says this. And Jesus rebuked the devil and he departed out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples uh, uh, to, to Jesus apart and said, why could we not cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, remove hence and yonder place and it shall, and nothing shall be impossible for you. Look at this tip. What he just said there is that Did you hear what he just said? And I need that illustration, please. Jesus just compared the power of a mustard seed to do. That small seed has the power to move this mountain and place it somewhere else. Oh, you're not hearing me. There's power in the seed. And that small seed has the power to move that. And yet, he is also saying that the uprooting and transplanting of this mountain to a new place is a less miracle than the ejection of a devil because a devil clings more closely to a man than the mountain does to his roots. But he said the seed has the power to remove both. Are you you praying with me? There's power in the seed. And yet the vitality in the seed of faith has the power to remove both. God has given power to the seed and it's designed to create wealth and sustainability. Are you praying with me still? Your seed is your God-given potential. And the ground represents the opportunity that that seed is to be placed in. Because that seed is not leaking water. That bucket is not leaking water. It's leaking seed potential just like that. A leaking bucket that's dropping seed represents wasted potential that has fallen to the ground. So the mindset of accepting as normal, living with your personal deficiencies is not recognizing the power your seed has. You living as normal. Lost seed means less opportunity. You don't know what that seed you let fall to the ground would have done if you had found the ground placement for it. That idea for an app you were going to develop, that invention idea you had, that book you were going to write, that business you wanted to start, got left on the ground because of a conditional mindset that my seed potential is not worth that much. I will never be a millionaire. I will always live with lack. And yet I have just shown the explosive power of your seed potential to move a mountain and replace it. God has given you ideas to cause you to accumulate millions. And yet you let the seed lay on the ground because the virus kept you living at the same level so long that you don't believe you are supposed to rise above it. He's, he has you, he has to get you to stop pursuing drop seed potential. Woo, did you hear that? He has to get you to stop pursuing drop seed potential. Mustard seed and mustard trees side by side. You see, when you look at a seed, it does not look like it can turn into a mustard tree. Did you hear me? When you look at that seed, you cannot see the potential it has to turn into a mustard tree. I need a seed and a mustard tree on the screen. 
It does not look like that. So the things God can do with your seed is not visible at this level. It does not look like things are even possible for you to accomplish. It just doesn't look possible. It doesn't look possible. It doesn't look like you can accomplish that. How can that so small turn into that? But God creates, second point, God creates from things not seen. Are you praying with me? The word, said, the word didn't say from things that were not already there, but from things that were not seen. Hebrews eleven three. by faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. What does that mean? Well, I can't tell you that the mustard seed has already been designed to be a mustard tree. It's in the seed. God already placed it there. It was already designed to be a mustard tree. Didn't have to do anything. It's already in there. Oh, y'all seeing that? But our God created the potential of that seed is not seen. You would never look at that seed and see that that's what it can do. There's power in the seed. So don't expect your friends and family to see the potential in you. How can they see that? They can't see that potential. God creates from things not seen, but they are already there. There's potential in you already there, not seen by anybody but you and the Father. Can you say amen? Amen. Tell somebody, it's not as important that you see the seed potential in me, but that I see it. You don't have to see what God can do with me. It's important that I see what God can do with me. You have to just pick up that seed and get it placed in the right opportunity because placement matters. Oh, you didn't hear me. I said placement matters. Seeds fall into the ground. It's displaced seed. Seed in a sandbox will yield a little result. But seed in a garden mix yields much result and multiplication increase. Are you praying with me? I said seed placement matters. Number three, not only does the devourer know that getting you mentally conditioned to loss from a leaking bucket will limit the chances of accumulation of wealth, but he knows that drop seed is displaced seed and seed placement really does matter. In the parable of Matthew 13, 5 and 8, seed not strategically placed will not yield the best results. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some 60 and some 30. So by you accepting as normal wasted potential from a hole in your bucket, the devourer placed there, you are missing divine alignment with an opportunity God has waiting for you in the ground all around you. Someone is just waiting for you to present an idea and waiting to hire you and waiting for you to just dare try. The devourer has always understood how to use this farming principle against us concerning drop and seed potential that falls to the ground. He's been using it all the time. But thank God for the lies of spirit that's in here tonight that would say to Henry in us, there is hope and restoration in this house. And I'm going to pick up that seed and find a place to place that seed so God can bring accumulation to your life. Will you pray with me? It's also the reason we'll try. He'll try to stop your seed of your children. 
you have your seed of a children because he knows that accumulation will begin if he can get one seed and you can get one seed and have spiritual increase and then that seed will have more seed and you'll have more increase and if that seed will have more increase and you have another house and you have a whole generation of people of God with spiritual increase can you say amen the devil wants your seed I said the devil wants your seed he knows the power of your seed he has to stop you and keep your seed out of the ground he has to keep your kids out of the house of God are you praying with me oh you're not praying are you so what's the antidote what's the solution Who's going to stop the devourer from hindering and destroying our seed potential to accumulate wealth and increase? I want to go back to Malachi because the Lord says, I will. (laughs) The Lord says, I will. Because he can stop him. He says, how? He says, with the seed of thy tithe. You're talking about seed. We're talking about seed, aren't we? We're talking about the seed God has established in the earth. The principle of the tithe as the antidote to the devourer wanting to take your seed you placed in the earth. Say it with me. It's a seed thing. Say it again. It's a seed thing. Mm. But here's the difference. The power of your tithe and seed to create is more powerful than the devourer's desire to destroy. Oh, you didn't hear that. The power of your tithe to create is more powerful than the desire of the enemy to destroy what you have. Are you praying? You say, I already tithe. I, I still see losses. Could it be that you have conditioned as normal, hear me, as normal God's seed as ordinary seed and reduce your expectation of what it has the power to accomplish? Here you have holy seed, powerful seed. The seed of thy tithe is powerful and we treat it as an ordinary thing. It's just an offering. It's just a tithe, but it's a holy thing. And there's power in that seed. And have we begun to treat it as an ordinary thing that we just give it and not realize the power of that seed? Mm. In other words, you've been tithing so long and living with losses as normal that you've begun treating God's seed like your earthly seed potential and diminish your expectation of its value to, re- to the routine and the ordinary. Ooh. Oh, come on out here. This is where it is right here. The seed in the earth. Look at the seed in the earth. Here we have God's seed. The seed of all seeds. It has a power to create and to bring accumulation in your life, Henry. God gave power to his seed like no other seed. Where's my illustration? It's the seed in the earth. There it is right there. God gave power to a seed like no other seed. And then he mingled that principle in the earth so that when you place his seed in the earth, it has a power to bring supernatural accumulation in that return. You see, there's faith in that ground. God put it there so that when you take that seed and you place that seed in the ground, something begins to happen. That's why God establishes that principle each time. Each time you get an increase, you place a tithing seed in the earth that you also make a confession and activate your faith in asking the Lord to rebuke the devourer from that increase. It looks like this. You have an increase. You take a seed and you place that seed in the earth and say, Father, I rebuke the devourer off of this increase. 
then you have another increase and you say father I rebuke the devourer from this increase and you have another increase and you say father I rebuke the devourer from this increase and do you see what's happening accumulation Accumulation has took effect. God released accumulation because each and every time you give a seed, you have to rebuke the devourer from that seed. Each and every time, every time I give a tithe, I rebuke the devourer from that tithe. He's not going to have my increase because every time I give a seed, I say, Lord, rebuke that devour from this seed that I may have divine increase. And the next increase, I rebuke that one and accumulation begins to build. Y'all not praying with me, right? You're not praying, right? And here's what happens. I'm, 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 I'm in this right here. Here's what happens. You see, so the enemy, he comes in. I'm cutting, I'm cutting, I'm cutting. Mm. See, the problem is if you don't have any tithing seed to work with, mm, you want to rebuke, you saw a loss, and you want to go out and send out the Lord. Let me tell you this, the power the seed has is to also restore and bring back what you lost. I'll give you an example of that. I had a truck in my driveway and the, somebody came up there. I left the keys in it. That's my fault. I, I admit that. My gate was open. They came and stole the truck. And I said, mm, the devourer going to come up in here? He going to come up in my place? He got some nerve. Don't he know what I know? Doesn't he know that I know who I know? And he's going to come up in here in my yard and take from me? <laughs> and at first I let it go until my grandson said, Papa, I had a lot of memories in that truck. Oh, I remember that truck. I had so much fun in that truck. And something rose up in me. I said, wait a minute. You stole from my family. You stole from my house. You're going to have to give that back. You got to give that back. And something got angry in me. And I said, Father, I rebuke the devourer from my stuff. Bring that truck back to me. Bring that truck back to me. In about eight days, I got a phone call. They said, Mr. Burris, we found your truck. Do you want it back? I said, yeah, bring it all back to the house. I rebuke the devourer from my stuff. You bring back what belongs to me. You have no authority to take from me. God is my source. And this seed belongs to him. Take your hands off of it. Take your hands off of what belongs to me. You see, a seed, the devourer, he, can, he has the power to take, but he doesn't have the authority to keep. Woo! He can't keep it. He doesn't have authority to keep it because the Lord has the authority over all devourers. When you look at the devourer and you look at all the crickets and the locusts and all the multitudes that are out there, the Lord himself with one command can treat them as one insect and said, stop what you're doing. The millions of insects the millions of locusts he can take them at one command holy y'all hold what you're doing right here here's the power the power's right here mm. 
when the enemy goes and he wants to come in your stuff, he wants to go in there and take it. The problem is when you have God's seed placed next to your seed, there is now an authority in that ground that the enemy cannot touch. When he goes in and tries to devour what you have, he comes back and said, Satan, I went and tried to devour his seed, but he's got God's seed next to his seed, and I have no authority over the earth. Can you say amen? Y'all didn't see that. It's your seed next to God's seed. When you have a tithe and you place that in the earth, it's in your ground. It's in your stuff. It's in your harvest. And the power of God's seed has both the power and the authority to stop any hole the enemy has. Are you praying with me? Stand to your feet. I got to stop. Altar workers, would you come? See, y'all wasn't, y'all, y'all wasn't ready for me to stop. Look at here. Where the musician? Y'all thought I was going to keep going. I'm going to try to stop on time. So here. He will do it for your sakes. Uh, you've got to have your own seed in the earth. Stop treating God's. God's seed is normal, is normal seed. It's, it's supernatural seed. The seed of thy tithe has the power to increase and to rebuke that devour. Where's my musician? Just take that seed and place it right next to your seed. The increase that you have. Ah, put it in the ground next to yours. That ground is holy. That ground has power. That ground has the ability to bring accumulation and increase because your seed is next to his seed and there's power in that God of seed, the seed of the Lord. Did you hear that? That's how I've lived. Accumulation is in my life. I'm not going to get being preaching to you something that's not happening to me. I'm telling you, telling you the power you have is in that seed the seed is so powerful to change to alter to accumulate it's the power of that seed listen you've lost potential potential has gone from you look at all that potential potential spilled a hole in the bucket potential was spilling potential was spilling but it's not water it's seed and if it's seed you can pick it up I pick it up I pick it up see the value of it the explosive power of this seed now if I can just get it in the earth if I can just get it placed right if I can just take the opportunity that God has given me with the DNA that's already in me and place it in the right opportunity God will give the increase 